welcome to Reframe and Rewire Greatness Through Daily Routine. This podcast is designed to alter your mindsets and transform your day-to-day from the second you open your eyes to you close them at night, adapting what I would call a success routine. This series is liable to change your life. And it's never the big things that you do, but the littlest things you do every day that make the biggest difference. And now, on to the podcast. Thank you for joining. Welcome back to the podcast as we continue this series on a reactive versus a proactive mindset. This series will, I believe, change the course of your destiny in many ways if you take it to heart. And you begin to become somebody who's proactive instead of reactive. Now, we have talked a lot about relationships and many of the odds and ends in terms of challenges that we meet, changes that we have to go through. And yesterday, we were talking about some stories out of a couple of really great books. First of all, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People with Stephen Covey which is a strong recommendation from me to you in terms of reading. But in t- inside that book, he mentions Viktor Frankl, who wrote the book Men's Search, Man's Search for Meaning, which is another fantastic book. And I just want to finalize on that before we go on to the next area that I want to discuss with you on this. And, um, and you know, with, with Viktor Frankl, you know, he was faced with death every day, depravity, cruelty, you name it. And, you know, we talked, we kind of ended yesterday on the note that he could have chosen to give up and lose hope. It would have been very easy to do and and nobody would have blamed him. Nobody. But he realized that the stimulus and the response weren't welded together. Okay, so in other words, whatever's happening to you is not welded together with your response. In other words, you don't have to react the way the rest of the world does to certain things or in, the, in terms of the, the book here, he uses the word stimuli, okay? So just because it's, it's second nature or it's a social media or news channel um, response to get angry over offense, it doesn't have to be yours. And, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about the health uh, issue on this subject too before we finish this series, but I, I just want to remind you that 85 to 90 percent of doctor visits are stress related. So when we allow our response to be chosen and dictated and um, and make ourselves captive to the stimuli or what's happening around us, then we give up all control to whatever that is. And Victor understood that, okay? And uh, consequently, he chose a different response than what would be default. He chose hope and he chose to help those around him who were struggling with hanging on to hope. He chose not to hate, which also Corey Tenboom did the same thing in the book Hiding Place. He chose to find meaning in his suffering and in in the things that were happening to him, especially things that he couldn't control. And that's what I want to kind of move into next. I thought it would be a great segue into our next topic here. But um, also going to offer a few more quotes out of the book. Uh, now, we we have what, every day so many things that come at us. And, and, and we can choose every day what we can control versus what we can't. And I, I believe I shared this earlier on. But we need to realize that those who are choosing to be proactive, um, they challenge us intellectually. 
Because the foul moods and that we all experience from time to time and the worries and the concerns over things we can't control on a day-to-day are always, always, without a doubt, the result of being reactive. They're not being proactive to ch- life's challenges. And yet we tend to fall into that mode again and again. And so how do we fix that? Okay, how do we change that dialogue before it goes too far down that hopelessness trail? So I love this uh, little diagram that's in the Covey book, and I'm going to describe it to you, and I think it might help you. And again, I would encourage you to go and get that book um, and Stephen Covey, uh, Seven Habits of Highly Influential People. Um, but this is what we're talking about because it really illustrates it extremely well. So imagine a circle and in that circle you put all of your concerns, your health, job, prospects, kids, finances, whatever it might be. Anything and everything that causes you to worry or perhaps keeps you up at night, even little things. Now this becomes your circle of concern. Now imagine a circle within that circle. And in that circle you put the concerns that you have some or complete influence on. Yep, your financial situation may tie your stomach in knots, but there are some things you could do about it, like cutting back on certain spending or perhaps getting a second job or asking for a raise or starting a sideline business of some sort um, There's or moving, you know, downscaling in, w- in the way that you're living right now. There's so many different things that you may have an influence on. Now, this would be your circle of influence. Some things won't make it to your circle of influence and they'll just remain in the circle of concern, such as the weather, you know, you can't influence other people all the time, you know, maybe some people, but not all people. And and in some cases, you shouldn't be trying to influence other people because you may be trying to manipulate or coerce them into believing something that you believe because you think it's right. And then all that does is just create more concern for you because now you have relational habit going on. (laughs) So be careful what you choose to put in that circle, all right? Um, You definitely have to decide carefully what would go in that circle of influence. Now, according to Covey, What separates reactive people from proactive people is which circle they spend most of their time and energy in. Okay, and I had, again, mentioned this way earlier on in this series, but when we decide what we're going to spend our energy on, what we can control versus what we can't, we're going to get a lot more traction and feel a whole lot better about ourselves, about our day, about our productivity, about how we influence other people, even about our mood and and lay our head on, on the pillow at night knowing we've done our very, very best. Now, reactive people tend to pay more attention to the items that are in their circle of concern. So things they can't have any control over. And they will bend over backwards and use all of their energy trying to control it. But yet they can't. And this is psychologically debilitating. As Covey observes, the focus results in blaming and accusing attitudes, reactive language, and increased feelings of victimization rather than productivity. Okay, now it's a quote from Covey. So this is a, a very deadly place to be. In fact, it'll just make you feel horrible day in, day out, resulting in a sense of helplessness that actually makes your circle of influence shrink. You waste so much energy and time worrying about things you can't control that you become paralyzed. Uh, Proactive people, though, spend more time focusing their energy, their time, their thoughts into the circle of influence, things that they actually can have an influence on. Now, that may mean some discipline. That may mean some big changes have to be made. That may mean some hard decisions, but they're willing to bear the pain in order to result in a happier life 
and happier decisions that are going to, in long term, have a greater effect on their on their overall well-being and destiny. Well, I've got a little bit more to share on this. I'll come back with that tomorrow. This is Michelle Stepas. Reframe and rewire. Thank you for joining.